Well, Justin, let's get started with a warm-up, okay? You ready? I'm ready. Good. Okay. So, we're uh, just kind of a little bit on topic, or at least uh, adjacent topic, uh, for our discussion today. I want you to think of the coolest underwater fight you can think of <laughs> and present it on a, on a delectable canvas for us. You got it. Uh, it's funny you said underwater fight because I was reading the prompt and I, I, in my mind, I thought like a water fight that you'd have during the summer with your friends. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, that's interesting. Okay, but this is totally different. Uh, so let me, yeah. <clears throat> You and your companions find the well where the boy had presumably gone missing. He's been gone for a few days, and this was his last sighting. And all accounts that you've, you've heard point to the fact that he's probably dead at the bottom of the well. So there's only one thing to do. You lower yourselves down into the well, and it's, it's surprisingly large. You know, you all seem to fit and... As you submerge yourselves to start looking for the body, you feel a current, and the current pulls you, and before you know it, you find yourself pulled into a riptide and thrust into this deep ravine. This well goes a lot deeper than you thought because it actually shunts you into this large open space, this large ocean space, and in fact, the well's nowhere near you, and in fact, he you don't feel like you're even on this plane anymore. All you see is water around you. Quick as a flash, your cleric casts water breathing on everyone. I don't know if clerics can actually do that, but that's what I'm imagining. Cast <laughs> water breathing on everyone, and so you don't need to worry about that. Uh, but now that you mention it, the rogue seems to be missing, which for rogues is not a strange thing. Uh, oh, and now the barbarians... Oh, this is not good. You finally take a chance to look for what's going on and it seems that large tentacles are coming out of this ravine and pulling members of your party hither and thither and naturally you go into investigation mode and defense mode and you investigate to see what's at the end of this long tentacle, these long tentacles and instead of a kraken or an octopus you see a giant head of a human Lots of tentacles, and it's grasping, and at this point, you're, you're in full fight mode. It's this giant human head at the bottom, uh, or, or with tentacles that come from right underneath it. And, and the head is bald, and it's male, and it has, very sh it's a, it has a very strong jaw, and it kind of has a, a smolder. And uh, you recognize that this is the rock. You are fighting the rocktopus. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, I was like, oh, I love the setting. I love it. And then when you got to the end, I was like, okay, a giant head that's got a smoldering look. So he brought a handsome head to a, to a water fight. That, that's fun. Uh, and then you called it the octopus. And I was like, okay, he wins. Fine. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that because uh, I printed uh, on my 3D printer like a little... With 3D printing, there are certain models that you can make that are one print, but they're actually mm -hmm. articulating. And I printed this 
octopus that had the head of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And I was like, you know, that has to be able to fit into an underwater fight somewhere, you know? And you did it. You absolutely did it. <laughs> oh, so proud of you. You've come so far. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This is the best we can do at nine o'clock on a Wednesday night. So I'm proud of myself. I, I am too. I'm very proud of you. Um, well, with that being said, uh, I'd like to welcome everybody to the podcast. This is How to Be a Better DM. And today we're going to be discussing how the Dungeon Master's Guide can help you uh, pr provide a better story, a better adventure uh, for you and your players. Uh, but first off, let's, uh, let's go into a little bit of the announcements. Um, so we have a, a one-shot coming up this Saturday. Uh, we were able to, we had to postpone a lot. I, I was sick <laughs> the past few weeks, uh, so that uh, kind of threw a wrench into everything. But yeah, so for, for you who signed up for that, I really appreciate your patience and all the moving around <laughs> that we had to do. Uh, I'm feeling better, just a, uh, a light cough here and there. Um, but, but not bad at all. Uh, yeah. Otherwise doing well. It was my birthday yesterday. So that was fun, obviously. Yeah. So if you guys get a chance, reach out and, and tell Tanner happy birthday. Oh no, please. I didn't bring that up. Oh, Justin. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, we got to sing happy birthday. Well, we won't sing it here cause I'm not a very good singer, but, uh, uh, you in podcast land while you're doing whatever you're doing, just go ahead and sing Tanner happy birthday. And I'll hear it. <laughs> I will find a way. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but honestly, yeah, very excited that uh, that I'm feeling better and I get to do the one shot. Super excited. Yeah. Um, otherwise, uh, Justin, do you have any other announcements that we need to talk about? Yeah. Um, one, uh, one announcement. We are always looking to improve the show. And the quickest way to do that is by you, the listener, telling us what is good and what is not very good. So if you get an opportunity... Direct message us on Instagram at how to be a better DM or send an email to how to be a better DM at gmail.com and just let us know your thoughts, specifically things that you would change or improve, and even things that you, you like. And that's really just gonna, you know, help us hopefully give you more so that way you can have better dungeon master sessions, better D, &D sessions, and it's just all around better. Also, uh, if you wanted to join the one shot that's happening this saturday but you weren't in time we're doing another one at the end of this month on june 25th uh, i know that's a saturday so hopefully most of you can make it but uh, you also want to sign up for that perfect yeah and and just seconding uh what what justin was saying uh, we'd love to hear what kind of topics you would like us to discuss specifically um you know we do focus on dming and how to be a better DM. So anything that's like, oh, a lot of uh, other... Because we know that this is a fairly talked about topic, right? Um, just like how to run a D&D uh, &D adventure. We would love to know if there's anything that you feel like is not discussed enough, right? Because there's so many areas you can talk about. Uh, so, de so definitely uh, reach out. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking we just get into the main topic. Sounds like a plan. Perfect. Uh, so, like I mentioned at the top, we're just going to be talking about the classic old Dungeon Master's Guide uh, for 5th edition D&D. &D. Uh, there's a good chance that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you found it, 
whether you bought it or found it online or anywhere else. Uh, and uh, I'm glad you did. Here's the thing. The reason why we wanted to talk about it is it's kind of a big old thing. You know, it's got a lot of sections. Um, some people probably really enjoy reading through it page by page. Other people, I mean, I got a little intimidated. I don't know. <laughs> what, what about you, Justin? Uh, honestly, I am working my way through it page by page. And I feel like you're definitely right. My recommended approach to this would be to buy the Dungeon Master's Guild or borrow it or steal it, but uh, hopefully you don't get caught. Uh, <laughs> I'm not telling you to steal it. I'm just joking. But uh, No, he said it. He said it. <laughs> <laughs> acquire the Dungeon Master's Guide and then come at it with lots of questions. That's how you're going to get the most out of it. Uh, reading it cover to cover is really interesting, and more than anything, it just kind of tells you where to find certain things. You're not going to remember everything. If you come at it with a lot of questions, you're... First of all, you're going to remember the answers to those questions. But second of all, you're going to enjoy it a lot more because you're going to find a lot more use to it rather than just reading it cover to cover, even though it's super interesting in my opinion. Yeah, that's a great, that's a wonderful advice. Um, and here's the really great thing. Uh, for DMs, we have time to prepare ahead of time. Uh, sometimes, you know, not as much as we'd like. But regardless, uh, as you're planning an adventure, you can turn to the Dungeon Master's Guide for any specific questions that you have, whether that's about character creation, uh, about the rules, about environments, or, or you're just looking for inspiration, um, that you can turn there. And, and honestly, we thought that would be great to share some of our favorite sections. Uh, yeah, Justin, do you have a favorite section of the, of the Dungeon Master's Guide? As far as a favorite section, I don't think uh, I have a favorite section. I have a couple that... Um going through it have really stood out to me as being particularly useful and interesting. Uh, the first part, and maybe this is because right now I'm kind of in the process of building my own world, as it were. And if you ever do a one-shot with me, this is the, the world that you'll play in. Um, but there's a whole section in the beginning of the Dungeon Master's Guide about <clears throat> really building out the world of your campaign. And for me, it helps kind of flesh out the ideas of settlements, castles, cities, you know, geographically, but also um, kind of the, the political. I, I found learning about the political systems was really interesting. For example, a plutocracy. That was something I'd never heard of, but uh, that's in the dungeon, Dungeons Master's Guide. And it's essentially where a society is governed by the wealthy who kind of buy ruling seats on a council. Uh, it's it's more it, it seems more like a trade commission than anything, uh, but I found that was very interesting and honestly it helped. Reading that section helped me formulate some of the uh, governments in my particular world that I'm building. One in particular is it's called the it's called the Qenidine tradition, and it's kind of a uh, shoot what's it's a gerontocracy. So they they venerate and value those who are oldest. Uh, and, and, and that's kind of how their government works. And it, it really helped me kind of flesh out a lot of that idea of this is a society that places the biggest emphasis on the people who have lived the longest and have the most wisdom and things like that. Um, and I, I just found that very interesting and useful, as well as, you know, going aside from that, I found that learning about the different planes and the gods and things, yeah, that was just plain interesting to me. And it really helped me understand a lot of the context around, you know, the Feywild, the Shadowfell, Elemental Planes, Upper and Lower Planes, and then, you know, the Outer Realm. 
and if, if you don't know anything about that, then you definitely need to get the Dungeon Master's Guide and read about it. Yeah, and, and what I love about that is uh, maybe you're the kind of person like me who's like, hey, I don't need different planes in order to get the most out of an adventure. And I'm going to say that I and people who think like that are wrong. Um, just kidding. <laughs> no, but, but honestly, I think that there's so much variety of adventure is so many uh, different adventures that you can have if you just branch out a little bit uh, there's a reason why uh so in past dungeon masters guides uh they actually didn't put as much emphasis on world building uh but in this one they actually throw out like right at the start uh they you know chapter one a world of your own chapter two creating a multiverse and and they kind of really go in depth uh, into those different things. And, and the reason why is because half of an adventure is wonder, right? Just creating this sense of wonder. And so it's like, hey, one of the best ways to do that is just, you know, have an adventure take place, or at least a part of an adventure take place in a different plane, or have, you know, your enemies come from a specific place, and, and that kind of informs the story. So yeah, I think that that's, that's wonderful. Uh, if I could add on that, you're you're totally right. And um, one example of this wonder is I like a group on YouTube called uh, High Rollers. I think they're out of the UK, and they have a campaign called Aroas. And uh, if you're if you're listening to this, uh, spoiler alert. Uh, but there's one specific part in their campaign where they're fighting kind of this cosmic um, aberration, I guess you could say. And when the aberration dies. Um, or, or I, I don't remember fully, but the aberration, the only way to kill it was to do this specific spell or something, and it accidentally transported all of them across the universe to another planet. And in this world, or in this campaign, the planets functioned as different planes. And it was really interesting, and it did increase my, you know, my sense of wonder that suddenly they're, they're randomly on this plane of angels, essentially, but in this world, most of the planes have been conquered by this, uh, this force. Uh, and it, anyways, so, you know, you'd think that they were in good hands being on an angel planet, but instead they're in the heart of the enemy. And uh, it, it's just, it, like I said, it increased my sense of wonder because in one second they're on this island on the home planet. And then randomly, before they'd ever space traveled, and... and this is kind of a blend of science fiction and fantasy. Anyways, uh, it just, like you said, it increased my sense of wonder because instantly from one second to another, they were in one place to a completely unfamiliar place with different rules entirely for how reality worked. And I think that's a, a really cool way to, like you said, build your world and instill wonder in your players. Justin here from How to Be a Better DM. We are weeks away from releasing our new actual play D&D show. It's going to be called Pact and Boon, and we're really excited about it. I wanted to take a second today to introduce the character that I'm going to be playing in the show, Jolland Gray. Jolland is a six-foot-tall Earth Ganassi, and he has tan skin that is almost the color of Red Canyon rock. He has black onyx eyes and a scar that runs from right above his left eye to right below his left eye. He has a large chestnut-colored beard and hair, and he's actually balding on the top of his head. He has a bit of a punch, he's, he's, he's a bit uh, portly. He's always smiling, which is why most people actually call him Jolly. At any given moment, you can expect Jolly to be wearing 
luxurious clothing because he was a very successful businessman and he loves the luxuries of society. When he's traveling as an adventurer, though, he wears as much armor as he can. You see, Jolly is an artificer, specifically an armorer. Jolly used to run and own a very successful tavern before it burned down, and because of that, he's very good at brewing alcohol and is actually somewhat of a connoisseur. Jolly hails from the town of Ocrandell in Northern Gast, which is the northernmost country on the continent of Rel in the world of Calignus. Jolly is a happy-go-lucky person, and really, the only thing motivating him right now is revenge. If you want to find out why Jolly wants revenge, so badly. And for what? Go to sessionzerostudios.com slash packed n boon. That's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N and put in your name and email so you can get notified when Packed and Boon is released. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, that actually kind of transitions perfectly into uh, the section I want to talk about, which is rules uh, i i do love how uh in that campaign you were talking about and this is not uh, this is true of not just that campaign but anytime like there is a different plane you know different planes have totally different rules right like uh, you're gonna have to roll different checks depending on how everything works and and the great thing is is that they have the rules right there in that uh in that creating multiverse section but then also there's a full section in the guide that's just about rules rules are pretty like if you're just talking about talking talking about talking about rules that kind of sounds <laughs> boring and and it is if you're just you know nerding out on just like oh my goodness but like is that a like what kind of dc check is that you know uh but instead um you know, the great thing about the rules section is just that anything that you can come up with, they're going to have something being like, hey, this is how you tweak it, right? This is, uh, you know, if you've got uh, if you've got this many players and this is their level, this is what you can expect as far as a monster, you know, uh, difficulty and everything else. Like, it just has everything that you could want, especially at the end of the book. Um, it's got this dungeon master's workshop, which just goes to town on telling you a bunch of different, uh, a bunch of different like variant rules, which I love because I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for, you know, making things different, but also having rules backing that up. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I should mention it cause like as much as we get very excited about everything else. Is the rules that make D and D very uh, possible, and so that's that's what I love about that. I think you're completely right, and <clears throat> I think that section is important too, because it also it kind of helps you make your own uh, rules. Or, uh, for example, it, it kind of teaches you how to tweak monsters or what to do with creating your own monsters or subclasses or races or classes, things yep. like that. Uh, and I, I think that's the that's the beauty of the Dungeons Master's Guide. As you said, you know, you said that in in previous issues or previous uh, editions, yeah. I guess they didn't focus so much on world building. I really feel like with this one, they're trying to put you in in the seat of world creator, story writer, kind of an idea, and really put you in the seat of 
hey, this is your game. It's not our game. It's your game. So here's how to make it easier for you. You know, which is actually kind of the, the point of this podcast too. This is kind of like a like a, a running Dungeons Master's Guide, hopefully. Uh, really just to make being a Dungeon Master easier and more fun and hopefully cheaper <laughs> uh, for everyone, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think... I think that this, uh, they did a really good job at making it kind of a one-stop shop uh, for just about everything you need. Now, there's a caveat there, yeah. and I'm going to throw this out for the rules section. Uh, this is such a good book for preparation. I would say that it's kind of a crappy book at, you know, for in the middle of a session, it's like, oh my goodness, what do I want to do? It's like, nope, it's a big mm-hmm. book, got a lot of pages. Too late, you know. Should have thought about that earlier. Just roll yeah. with it for now. Or, or you need like thousands of sticky notes. Yeah, exactly. Right. I think that, I think you should find out the places that you are constantly referring to. Um, like, for example, I don't know if Justin and I are super uh, huge fans of, you know, random encounters or like tables for treasures or anything like that. Because we typically like to have a more personal decision about what's in different places. But the thing is, if you are the kind of person who, you know, maybe you meet regularly enough and you're not trying to do some kind of epic, you're trying to make it more like, oh, it's more randomized, then like you could absolutely just uh, put some sticky notes uh, or some tabs for those different tables and and your set, right? That's one you can quickly reference. Otherwise, I, I would say that um, the rule of thumb is always, if it's going to slow down the story and kind of uh, grind things to a halt, and it's not like crazy important, uh, then I would say, you know, just, just do a filler rule. You can always uh, afterwards, you know, make a note at the time and then afterwards look up what the actual rule is come back and then in future sessions you'll get it right but uh, and of course the caveat is if a player's life is ever on the line you're gonna have to take the time and find out the rule it's just you know that's that's a given but otherwise i would say most other times uh try and do your preparation beforehand maybe have a few tabs but otherwise realize that once the session's going you won't have as much flexibility to just refer to it um unless you're a much better person than i am (laughs) <laughs> I agree with you completely. And actually, uh, in case there's anyone out there who's like, ah, the Dungeon Master's Guide is terrible, uh, it doesn't have everything, that's for sure. And one thing that specifically it doesn't have that I've had a devil of a time trying to figure out and create and find myself is rules, really good rules for when your player is cursed with lycanthropy. Uh, so if you out there have heard of something like that, definitely reach out to me. But I'm glad you also mentioned loot and... Uh, I know Garrett's going to laugh uh, over at 225 games, but uh, I am still on the fence about random encounters because um, I, I do like them at one, on one hand, but I, you know, I, I see what he was saying about like... Anyways, that's another discussion for another day. But <laughs> you mentioned loot, and actually loot is one of my favorite parts of the, the DM book. I remember when my brother, my older brother, got the Dungeon Master's Guide like two years before I ever got it, and uh, he... <laughs> he would catch me with the book and I'd be looking through at all the different uh, like magic items because there's so many in there oh, yeah. and they're all just so different. Um, more than anything, I think that alone makes the book worth it because 
finding cool magic items is one of the best things as a player and being able to match the right item with the right player is is, is kind of hard but it's also a fun challenge and actually two items that uh, I found in the Dungeon Master's Guide that I think are per particularly cool uh, is Darren's Instant Fortress which is kind of like this it's like you know it is what it says it is it's it's like 30 foot tall 20 by 20 by 20 I guess or 20 by 20 by 30 like adamantine fortress that is like super durable and and built and it's it's pretty cool but I also like another item called bag of tricks uh, which is like a little bag filled with like fuzzballs that you can pull out and throw and then they turn into animals uh, that's kind of a cute one that you know I think anyone could could get behind uh, one particular item that is also in there and it's actually it's not an item it's more of a, an artifact uh, and it's a duo artifact especially with uh, stranger things coming out that I think everyone would be interested in hearing about the hand and eye of Vecna are in the dungeon master's guide so if you want to build an entire campaign around those two items they're there for you and that's like an instant you know BBG BBEG you know so those are some of my thoughts about loot yeah it's uh i'll tell you I did, i've done the same thing uh the thing that always gets me is just cloaks anytime there's a cloak i'm like oh yeah because the artwork that they do <laughs> for it is just killer um yeah mm -hmm. just a random thing but yeah I, I i love the the loot and that they just got the treasure in there and it's just very nicely put and obviously you know I'm sure that everybody probably tries to create their own. You can, you know, that, and they have rules for that as well. But if you don't want to, they have so many options of just already made loot that's just wonderful to just pick and use. You may be asking yourself, how do I get more out of how to be a better DM? You probably want even more tips, more entertainment, or perhaps just exclusive access to a secret society of people bent on ruling the world? Well, we don't actually have desires to rule the world, but it does sound like what you want and what you need is to join our Patreon. You'll get access to our private Discord, which will give you direct access to all the hosts of this show, as well as our other Dungeon Masters who are just like you. You'll also be able to make fan requests for How to Be a Better DM. And lastly, you just help support the show so we can give you ever better content. If you want to join the Patreon, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash startadventure and join our Patreon today. Uh, so, Justin, I was re-going re through the different sections in the Dungeon Master Guide in preparation for this. And one section that I, I'll be honest, I haven't used that much, but I kind of wanted to shout it out because I think it's awesome that it exists. So you know how they have the appendices at the end, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the la—I uh, believe it's the last appendice. Um, uh, D. They have a dungeon master inspiration <laughs> thing, which is just a list of reading uh, for different kinds of things, right? Like they've got real world history and myth, and just like a, a selection of books. Um, like they literally have two books called, like one book called Castles another one called castle and i'm like okay that those are essentially the same title but they obviously you know felt they needed to put it and they just have all these and like they have some for writing uh for example 
And we've talked about the importance of writing, that it's like, hey, I know that a lot of people like to do it off the cuff, but if you have a pre-written, you know, dialogue or paragraph in, introing you into a setting, that can make all the difference. And they just have a whole mm-hmm. section of books there. And then even some books there directly about GMing. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just very... Uh, impressed that they took the time for that because because i found that you know um when i was you know doing a uh a dracula themed adventure uh i drew a lot on what i knew from you know the actual book dracula and and that's my Mm -hmm. advice i'm like hey they put the section there uh and obviously it's not all encompassing but they have some really good uh, source material that I think would be worth reading. Shoot, you might have just filled up my Amazon wish list for Christmas. <laughs> I know it's a lot of books here, like a lot of freaking books, but it, but they look great, honestly. Like they they have one that's called The Map Makers, and I'm like, okay, oh, wow. I've never wanted uh, or to learn more about maps until I read that title, and then I was like, okay, <laughs> apparently I need to learn about maps now. So. Here's a here's a fun prompt for you DMs out there. Go to the appendix and then pick a random title and make that the title of your campaign. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. It's just... Oh. And then they have a bunch of, like, Gary Gygax's, like, books, like, written by him <laughs> as, like, source material. I'm wow. like, oh, classic. Uh and they even have one about the history that's of awesome. gaming. Oh, that's awesome. But anyway, yeah, I just found that and I had to share it because I'm, I'm just a real sucker for uh, bo- lists of books. Like I'll never, yeah. it's kind of sad, but like I'll never just go to Barnes and Noble or some other bookstore, find a book I like and then just buy it. I've always got to look right. online and it's like top whatever lists, you know, it's like top fiction, top uh, yeah. fantasy, top, you know. Uh, and so like having a list built in i'm like well that's great yeah and maybe one thing we can do in the future is give kind of uh you know me and you can take one of the books each and then read it and then give like a cliff notes version episode of it to the to the listener and see if that's what they like but uh great idea yeah anyways any any final closing thoughts uh honestly it's it's worth having this uh ready like i i would say that no matter in what format you get it, uh, just having the ability to go through it and read sections of it and refresh or, or learn for the first time about different uh, things, it's really going to add a lot of um, fresh air, so to speak, to your to your campaign, and, and it's just going to be better overall. Agreed. I would also add, uh, if you're a player only, you don't need this. If you are only doing dungeon mastering as kind of a one and done thing you don't need this if you're planning on making it a hobby and you really want to excel and kind of build your skills then this is essential so but uh thank you listener for joining us thanks for coming our, on our adventure make sure you stay tuned afterward to hear any announcements we have uh, also sign up for that one shot we'd love to have you um and if you have any comments questions remember to reach out to us but We'll be back next week for another great episode. Thanks for coming to the tavern with us. And until next time, let's roll initiative.